Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning back in with me. Today I want to talk about something that I feel like is super important. A lot of you guys ask me for tips and tricks on how to grow their social media. Um, And then a lot of you guys, on the other hand, are telling me that you don't want to have a social media presence and you don't feel like it's necessary. So I'm here to talk a little bit about both of those. Um, I'm going to talk about why I use social media and how I use social media to grow my business. I'm going to talk about uh, the importance of it, other options that exist, and um, some of the myths that I have over the years debunked while um, learning how to use social media as a tool to grow my business and my online presence. So first things first, I kind of want to go back to um, the old school methods that used to exist. A lot of people bring these up. Um, I'll be completely honest. My husband was one of those people. He totally, when he had his barbershop, he would always tell me that he wasn't interested in, you know, doing a website or um, being active on social media. All these things that he believed in his mind were very, um, like, trendy. They're like um, temporary fads that, you know, yeah, right now it's you know, people care, but a year from now, no one's going to give a shit about your Instagram or your Facebook account, all this stuff. Um, and I, you know, I was at the time when he opened his barbershop. Um, so that was in 2015. Yeah, I was in college. So I was going to school. I was at community college, going to school to get my AA in sociology. So, I mean, I didn't know a ton about business, to be honest. I didn't know shit about business. I worked at the DMV. Um, prior to that, you know, I worked at schools or I worked at daycares, preschools and stuff. So I don't have a ton of experience working, um, in the, in the social media world, but I did, I guess it like, in my mind, it's kind of common sense. It's like, everyone's on social media, right? So when he was telling me, no, you know, I'm not interested in posting things online every day, this isn't that I would kind of get frustrated and be like, okay, but how do you know? that that's not going to give you the results that you want. Cause what he wanted was more clients, more customers to be coming in, more walk in, more walk through traffic, stuff like that. And like I said, I didn't really have all the answers as to why I think he should do it. And I think that's what used to frustrate him. Like, well, why, you know, explain to me why and, or you do it and let me see the results and then I'll do it. You know, it was a lot of him. I'm just kind of not believing in it and I didn't really have the answers. So I kind of gave up, I guess you could say, at a certain point. I was like, okay, well, if you don't think so and you think you're doing okay, then, hey, you know, who am I to reinvent the wheel? But um, there was always, like, kind of that unsettling feeling for me that felt like there was more out there. And I think social media was maybe not the answer, but part of it. So um, some of the old school methods that my husband was referencing when he would say, you know, no, I just want to, you know, keep it old school were like word of mouth, old, good old fashioned word of mouth is one of the top, um, one of the top ways that a lot of businesses over, you know, the centuries have, um, built their businesses because they really had no other options, you know, for a long time, there was no real form of media, like even newspapers that were going out, you know, locally and stuff. It was just word of mouth. So in order to start your business, you had to get the word out and, whether it was, um, you know, giving away free stuff or, you know, just being super, super nice, offering like the best service, whatever it was, you were getting the word out and people were 
excited to share with their friends and their family, you know, that look at this place I found, you know, hole in the wall, yada, yada. So I, I definitely do think that there is a lot of power in word of mouth and I'm not, but in any way saying that you shouldn't be concerned with it or that you shouldn't um, aspire to have a great reputation. Of course, that's always, you know, that's always a, a goal is to have people who enjoy their experience and their, um, their the overall service that they get from your business. But I feel, well, I know actually now, um, now that I am a business owner and I do own multiple businesses that are all, you know, successful, um, I can definitely attest to the fact that it's, it, that is one aspect to owning, um, a successful business, but it's not the end all be all. So, um, that's one of them. Another one that was really popular for a very long time was putting out ads like in the newspaper or in magazines, any, any publication that was going to be seen, um, locally. So, you know, there's, like I said, local magazines, the local newspaper, there's also like churches, they had little flyers, little, um, like their bulletins, stuff like that, posting up at, at colleges, putting, you know, flyers, th- any place that had a lot of traffic. So that was cool because, you you know, it's very, very low, like very minimal cost. You can just print out pieces of paper or pay for a small little ad. Usually you pay for the year. Um, so, you you know, a couple hundred bucks and you get to be in their ad for the year. Um, that, that gets a lot of traffic, especially if you can target places where there are nearby your business. That can be really beneficial. Um, another way that people used to advertise their business were billboards. That was a big one, but typically it wasn't small businesses that were, you know, um, being able to afford large billboards. So that's one downside to the billboard. Great. It's a great form of advertisement in the sense that people are definitely going to see it. You know, it's huge. It's, they're usually bright colored, um, and like I said, if you're lucky enough, you could find one that's not too far from your um, business. However, like I said, they would be very expensive. Also, those usually ran like months at it on end or whatever. Um, so those are some of the ways that people from, you know, from my research and just, you know, I just remember as a kid how I would find out about businesses. There's also TV ads and radio ads. Again, TV ads. Um, are a lot more expensive. They have a much larger um, audience, but and then radio was cheaper, but um, and 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 it was more targeted because your audience, you know, is your local area, and usually that's the way the radio stations work. You know, it's only in a certain um, mile radius, so that was not a bad idea. But um, the thing is, oh, to all of these, there's definitely pros for sure, like low cost. Um, as far as newspaper articles and radio ads, um, there's definitely cons also, though, because the biggest downside to marketing these old school ways, predominantly the ones where you're uh, paying for them, like the billboards, the newspaper ads, the uh, radio ads, the only downside to those ads is that you really have no control over who is being exposed to them. So, for example, you you post a billboard, you pay, you know, I don't know how much, $10,000 for the year to put your billboard up on um, the main road in your city. That's wonderful. And I'm sure 
thousands of people, especially in my city, we have, you know, a quarter of a million people living in my city. So if I posted a billboard on the main road here, man, we're talking millions of people throughout the year are going to see that. That's, that's awesome. But, um, there's two things that, that you have to remember is that not everyone wants to be your client. (laughs) Not everyone is going to buy from you. Um, and you don't want every, and the other thing is that you don't want everyone to buy from you. I know it sounds, you know, really, really, really conflicting to what we're talking about, how to grow your business using ads, but then you're telling, I'm telling you, but you don't want everyone to buy from you. Trust me, you don't like, I cannot stress how important it is for you to, um, really focus in on a certain clientele that's going to be most beneficial to your business. So, um, I always like to say that I'd rather have 10 students who take my training seriously throughout the entire year and only make $20,000 off trainings. I'd rather have that than have 50 people who all pay me to, to train them and none of them take it seriously and none of them end up being a successful lash artist because then that waters down my percentage rate of success. I don't want my success rate to be 0% out of 50 people. I'd rather have a 90% success rate out of 10 people. For me, it's not about the incomes. And although, yes, we need to make money, that, that can't be the sole driving force for why we do what we do. Even when it comes to putting out advertisements, you want to make sure that the people that are supporting your business are truly supporting it because they believe in what you believe in. You want those like-minded clients because that is what is going to get you more word of mouth, more um, people being evangelists for your business, people who are going to be pretty, I always like to call them my lifers, my ride or dies. That's who those are the people that are going to do that. So that's the downside with the advertisements that are, like I said, you just, you know, plop them up on a billboard or on a newspaper, stuff like that. You just have no control over it. Anyone who passes that street's going to see it. And um, sometimes that's not always ideal. The other, um, so then now it's like, okay, well, how can you target it? Word of mouth is probably the best way when we're talking like, old school methods, free methods is would be word of mouth. So you can have like loyalty programs and stuff. Um, and you can say, Hey, you know, Tina, you're one of my favorite clients. You know, if you can get me three clients who work with you, you know, and then you're just going to hope that the people that Tina associates with are going to be, you know, of, of the quality that you desire to have as clients, that's possible. But, um, ultimately I'm not saying that none of these should be invested in. I definitely think that you should totally, um, expand your horizons and not just use social media and don't just rely on, you know, millennial methods of marketing. But, um, those are, those are some of the older old school ones. And so I'm going to talk now a little bit about the advantages of using social media as a marketing source for your business, regardless of what your business is. I, like I said, I have several businesses. So I own a service-based beauty business where I have a salon that provides um, beauty services, skincare services, um, hair removal, eyelash extension, makeup. So that's one of the businesses that I own. I also own a business that is based upon um, educating people. So like a training. I have a training academy. I also own a product line of eyelash extension products 
that's doing pretty well as well. So, I mean, I have a background in doing multiple types of business. And not only that, but I mean, look at me. I'm a freaking content creator. I'm out here making these videos and podcasts and going live on Instagram. I mean, it's kind of crazy how when you become a business owner in 2020 or, you know, any, any time around there, you didn't probably think that you were going to be signing up to be a, um, a social media influencer. <laughs> I know I didn't, I had no idea. Like I said, my husband always kind of told me, Oh, just keep your head down, work hard. Yada, yada. It's kind of like the old school immigrant mentality. Um, so it's, it's pretty crazy, but I've definitely learned a lot along the way. And I definitely think that there are some amazing advantages to utilizing social media as a method of networking, marketing, and advertisement. And so some of the advantages of using social media over a lot of the other old school methods is it's free. (laughs) I feel like that's like the number one thing I cannot express. I feel like just the fact that it's free, man, that there really is no competition with that. It's completely free. You do not need, you can go get an Obama phone. (laughs) Um, I don't even know if that's what they're called anymore, but those people who stand, you know, if you stand in front of the dollar store and they have a, um, a table and they're always telling you free phone, free phone, you can go get one of those. You can go sit at Starbucks or McDonald's or whatever you can, and, and you can use their Wi-Fi or you can go to the library. I mean, there's a million ways that you can have access to the internet. If you don't, even if you have no money, zero dollars, even if you don't have a cell phone, if you don't have a computer, if you don't have a fancy camera, you don't need it. You can get a free phone on the corner of Ventura Road and use Wi-Fi somewhere and you can make videos, make posts. You can utilize all the things like apps, free apps like Canva and PicPlay Post, all these different apps that you can use to watermark and to, you know, put your logo on them and just put out content that's going to attract the type of clientele that you desire for free. I I don't know any other way that exists to target people and sell to them for free. So um, I could say that a million times. It's free, it's free, it's free. So I highly recommend you getting on the train if you're not. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you desire to build your clientele or to get better clientele. Maybe you already have clients, but you don't love them and they're not your peeps and you want to figure out a way to reach them. So definitely utilizing social social media. You have to be intentional though. And that's the thing. So I, I And I can speak from experience. I used to just be like a content sh- machine I, and then it was not always good content. I was just like putting out whatever, screenshotting whatever cute quote I saw on Instagram and putting it on my page, um, not shouting out who posted it. I was just, you know, just, I was just, man, really watering down my social media. And I think my, who I was kind of got lost in there. I didn't even know who I was at a certain point because I was all over the place. I was just, I got to post something. I got to post something. I got to post something every day, all day. Oh, it's morning. I got to post something. It's midday. What should I post? It's night. What should I post? Like all freaking day. And I didn't know who I was targeting. I didn't know how to even know who I was targeting. I had no idea about targeted audiences. Um, So a targeted audience, if you don't know, and you're like me, which is totally understandable, uh, a targeted audience, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's the, the audience, the people that you want to reach um, with whatever methods you are utilizing to get attention from people. So, um, 
with social media, you can be very specific. You should be very specific about the type of audience that you're attracting because you, you've established who your ideal client is, which is, you know, your, your favorite customer or your ideal customer that you don't have, but you want, maybe you want, maybe you sell shirts and you really want, um, a young trendy guy who really takes care of himself and makes sure and gets a haircut every week. Sometimes he even goes to the barbershop twice a week so that he can line up his beard because he likes to stay looking fresh. Um, and he's very, very self-conscious about how he looks. He likes to be presentable. You know, maybe you have this ideal person. He plays basketball on the weekends. He sees his buddies and then he tell his buddies like his shirt. So then he references them to you. And that's how you get a lot of your clientele. I mean, it, I, you know, it just really, it really is very specific to you. That's totally opposite from my kind of clientele that I want. But that doesn't mean that, you know, maybe that's the kind of guy that you want. And that's who your brand um, is targeting. So if that's who you're targeting, then you know who to, who else to target. You know which people that you want to attract. And what that's going to do is give you a bunch of customers and clients who love your products. Um, my clients may not like your t-shirts that you make that have, you know, profanities on it or I don't know. You just there's 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 so many different type of businesses out there. Um but you have to figure out who your people are, who your person is that is going to buy everything that you sell. So, um so that's why social media is so amazing because you can figure that out and you can be intentional about what you post to make sure that it is attracting them, to make sure they like it. You can even reach out to those people. If you have, you know, a guy in mind named Matt who plays basketball and like I said, he dresses really nice and takes care of himself. If you have this person in mind, you can even reach out to them and be like, hey, you know, do any of my posts resonate with you? What do you think about this? What do you think about this color scheme? I want to start doing this. Like that way you you get into his head and you figure out exactly what he likes. I, you can guess and that can work or you can be intentional and actually reach out to him and there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, he may actually like that you're specifically asking him and giving him the honor of being a part of um, you growing your business. So um, social media, you're able to do things like that. Reach out directly and talk to people and figure out exactly who you're targeting and how you're doing it. It makes your job a lot easier on social media. Um, and that's something that you really, like I said, you really can't do with ads or, um, like random ads. I'm not saying you can't entirely, you know, you can't target at all. Like I said, if you're putting it at your local Catholic church, I mean, technically you're targeting the Catholic people in your community. So, I mean, it's a rough, it's kind of slightly targeting, but you don't know that all the, all the guys that go to that church are going to like what you put out there, you know? Um, so being able to target a specific audience and be able to do research and seeing who reacts with those posts, who, who shares your posts, who comments on your posts, like all those things, when you can see who it's, who it's your posts, who your content is resonating with, you can see if, if what you're doing is right. It's almost like you're setting out the bait and if they're reacting, it's like they're biting. And that's, that's a really good way to recognize if what you're posting is really targeting the, your, your targeted audience. 
excuse me. And um, one of the good slash bad things, it's kind of good and bad, is that social media is ever-changing. So what I mean by ever-changing is that social media focuses, so, so most social media engines, so like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, um, all of these um, apps have algorithms, if you didn't know that already. Um, so when they first came out, from my understanding, if I remember correctly, a lot of these um, websites and and apps used to just do like post their content in chronological order. So whoever posted at 8.59 would show up right after the person who posted at 8.58 and so on and you know so forth. So you never really missed, you never skipped a beat because you saw everything. And even, sometimes it was like, oh my God, this girl just posted 12 times in a row. Um, and you don't really care about what that girl posts, but whatever, it's, she's your friend. And then it's, it's, I used to get in my head and be like, well, why did I add her as a friend, man? She's annoying. Um, so that's something that was kind of cool when Instagram first started. But over the years, um, Instagram realized that by having people like that who post a million times, and get no engagement, what was happening was people were not spending as much time on social media because they'd scroll and scroll and they'd see like a bunch of stuff they don't like. So they'd get off. And, you know, Instagram's a business just like any other, um, anyone else. People aren't working for Instagram for free. They have to keep people's attention, keep them on their website. So they had to figure out a way to get people to stay on longer. So the what they ended up doing was creating these algorithms. So it's kind of like a funnel that kind of tests what you like. So that way it knows what to show you more of. So that way you stay online. Um, there's a couple really good um, documentaries about this on, on Netflix. And it talks all about how Instagram is a machine that's goal is to keep you online with them. So just remember that when you're utilizing social media as a tool, remember that it is a machine, which means if it's a machine, you can use it. You can figure out how the machine works and use that to your advantage as opposed to allowing the machine to use you. You want to use it. So um, just remember, that's why I was saying, figuring out what your ideal client, what your favorite customer um, what they like to look at. If Look at their page. See if you can figure out what they like by what they post. And then you get an idea of how to attract more people like him or her or them, whoever, whatever the case may be for you. Um, so the fact that it's ever-changing and it's constantly, you know, bringing out these new tools like reels and polls and whatever's popping on Instagram, whatever they're pushing to the top, whatever they're just recently, you know, using they're going to want you to use it. So you have to do your best to stay on top of the ever-changing trends. And I know it's exhausting because it's like, okay, I just got used to making um, this and now Instagram wants me to do this. Um, they're not going to tell you what they want you to do, but you have to figure it out. You got to figure out what they want, what Instagram is going to be liking and how to stay relevant. But so that's kind of a con in the sense of like, okay, you can't just get comfortable doing one thing um, because the moment you do, then something else starts to get popping. But it's kind of a pro also because that means that you have an advantage. If you do the research, you put in the time 
and you actually do the work, you can actually really, really, really be successful in utilizing it. So I, I, I think it's a, a, a pro, honestly. I think that that's an advantage, be, the fact that it's constantly changing. Um, it also means that you're constantly growing. If you're constantly having to change the way you do things and grow, you know, run your business, that's good. That makes you more adaptable. It makes you more, um, it makes you more kind of like quick on your feet. Like, okay, this isn't working anymore. Let me figure out something else. You need those type of skills when you're running a business anyways, because things don't always go as planned. Look where we're at right now. 2020 pandemic, we're shut down. The beauty industry shut down from providing services for the third time this year. Um, so it's super important that you're constantly, you know, adapting and learning how to survive and learning how to um, stay up to date. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing um, that it's constantly changing. And another advantage about social media, using it as a tool, is that there's so many options. <laughs> there's so many options. You don't have to be. I My favorite app is Instagram. I'm always on it. Um, I, I am really bad at being on Facebook. I'm really bad at being on Twitter and Snapchat. But um, there's a lot of other apps that people are on. LinkedIn is one of them. Man, I'm constantly getting notifications from LinkedIn. So there's a lot of places where people exist and you got to figure out who you're targeting, where they spend the most of their time. You know, maybe the people that I'm targeting spend the most of the time on Instagram, but maybe I want to try to check out Facebook. You know, it's something that I, that I definitely lack on, but, um, that doesn't mean you should, maybe you like Facebook more. Maybe you like posting, you know, you, you don't really like doing pictures and you're more of a, you know, a literature kind of guy and you want to write things out and tell stories and stuff. That's totally an option. You can also go live on Instagram, Facebook. You can also post stories on Facebook. So I don't think that that's a bad thing. There are some people who make money off of Snapchat. That's a thing. There's a Snapchat premium where you can upload your credit card and you can send people money through Snapchat. And there are people that are making money off of Snapchat show, doing videos on how to do nails and you get to pay and, and subscribe to their, their premium Snapchat and you can just see whatever content they put out there regarding nails. So that's like a to that's totally an option. If that's where you want to spend the bulk of your time, you can totally do that. So I think the fact that it's free, the fact that there's so many options, and truly there's a lot of resources too. Um, you'd be surprised how much you can find out about social media marketing online. Um, there's tons of social media marketing coaches, mentors, YouTube. You literally just YouTube, you know, how to grow my social media presence? How do I have a better social media friends? How do I figure out who my ideal client is? There's so many resources out there. So, um, and that's all free because social media is free. So to me, I think social media is an amazing tool to grow your social media presence. And I think that there's way more pros that outweigh the cons. Like I said, the cons, some of the cons are that it's constantly changing um, that, you know, you have to be researching, you have to be constantly changing yourself, you have to, you know, kind of overcome a lot of the old, um, the old mentalities that we are used to, and it's hard to change the way you think. It's totally hard to uproot everything you believed in, but like I said earlier, it's not so much that you're having to, it's not that everything you learned as a kid was a lie about business, definitely not. Like I said, um, the word of mouth still works and having good customer service and a good experience, all those things also matter. What good is it if you're 
spending tons of time on social media and getting a ton of people to your website and getting people in your doors because you're doing all these things, making videos, making, um, doing, you know, a bunch of interviews and content and all this stuff. If when they come to where you're bringing them to, like wherever you're calling them to, um, to see like your website or your business or whatever, what good is it if when they finally come in to get your service or buy your product, it's crap. I mean, you're going to get word of mouth the bad way. You're going to get a bad reputation really quickly. And it doesn't matter how much social media you do. It's going to be short lived. I personally know people who are very active on social media and have a very strong social media presence, but they have a terrible reputation for their business. And yes, because we live in such a high populated area, um, they're doing okay financially for now. But it's only a matter of time before these people are put out of business because people are learning quickly that, you know, they're full of shit. Yeah, okay, they preach this, they preach that on their on their page, but their um their actual in person presence is totally different. So you definitely have to still worry about your reputation and keeping your place clean and you know, providing good customer service, all that stuff does matter. But what, but on the flip side, if you have all of those things and you run a wonderful business and give a great quality experience, but no one knows you exist, I mean, you're never going to, you're never going to get clients. You're going to be lucky if you get someone who walks past your building and sees your sign on the door, you know, you might get some traffic that way. And eventually you might, if you have the money to sustain your business and pay your bills without income, then yeah, I mean, sure, I guess, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I know people, I know lash techs who don't even have social media or have social media, but never post. Um, there's definitely people who have built their business solely on word of mouth and just walk-ins, but it's much slower growth. I'm not saying that you won't get results that way, but I don't know about you guys, but I have bills to pay, so I need the results like stacked. And, and, and mind you, speaking of which, um, doing all these things, utilizing all these tools, is not going to work overnight. You cannot post a reel and an IG live and a content um, post and a story and um, like all in one day and wait and then sit back and wait. Okay, I did all those things. Now I'm going to sit here and wait for my doors to start flooding. Of course, no, it's consistently. You need to be consistent. Um, if you guys want to know how I use social, social media to build my business, um, for those of you who don't know, I've been in the beauty industry for several years and my my Instagram that I had for the last six years was recently deleted. Um, it was disabled. I, it was reported for a bunch of false accusations, but Instagram deleted it last month. So it's been about a little bit over a month, like five weeks since I started my new Instagram. And I already have um, like 1,200 followers, like over well over a thousand followers. And mind you, I'm not completely concerned with followers, my follower count. That's not my goal. My goal is to reach as many people who desire what I give, right? And who are, who resonate with me to hit as many as I can, as I can so that um, my business stays relevant. I want people to remember that I exist and to know what I'm about, to know my morals and my story because that's what's going to get them to um, to resonate with me and to be my lifers and be my ride or dies. That's what I want. 
but in order for me to do that, I do need to have a little bit of a social media presence. Like I was saying earlier, I do need to have somewhat of a following. I don't need to have 20,000 followers to have a successful salon, but I do need to have some followers. Um, I do need to have some people who know what I do. So that way, when other people are looking for my services or my products, they're able to um, advertise for me. I, I can't tell you, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, but when I do go on Facebook, pretty much every time I find mess, you know, people have tagged me in the marketplace saying, oh, I know a girl who offers that. I know a girl who does that. Ashley's awesome. I've never had a service from her, but she's so cool. I can't tell you how many people um, like reference me, refer me to people who are looking for my services, but they've I've never met them. I'm looking at their page like, who is this? I don't even know who this person is, but they clearly know about me. So they're reference, they're, they're vouching for me, even though they've never met me. And it's because of my social media presence. It's because they feel like they know me. They've spent so much time watching my videos and reading my posts and stuff like that, that they feel like we know each other. So I've worked really hard to build that connection, even with people that I've never met. And that is gold. I'm telling you right now, building connections with people, even though you've never met in person, even though you don't even know they're one of your followers, um, that's huge. These people have gotten me business, thousands of dollars from, like I said, from people who don't even never have set foot in my salon, who I've never shaken hands with. So that is the power of social media. It gives you the power to be able to make money when you're sleeping. I didn't have to market towards, you know, the girls that were looking for a, la a lash training on Facebook. I didn't even go on Facebook. I went a week later and I saw that three different people commented my name on the same page. They even, a couple of the girls screenshotted my Instagram and posted it in the ad, like, or the girl who was looking for recommendations. I don't even know these people, <laughs> but they got me a new student. You know what I'm saying? So it's just really powerful. Not having a presence is kind of like hard. Like that, those girls, like I said earlier, who I know that don't have a social media presence, they if someone says, you know, hey, I'm looking for a lash tech and you know some girl who doesn't have an Instagram, but you, your sister-in-law goes to her, it's going to be like, oh, I know a girl, but she but she works from home and I don't know her number and I don't know her name, but I can find out, you know, it's like, what? Like, that's not shady at all, you know? That's not ideal. But if you can be like, oh, I know a girl and screenshot their picture and it has all my information, my phone number, my address, everything I do, pictures of my work, pictures of my testimony or videos of testimonies from people who I've worked with, Man, that is so telling. That is already done all the work. So I don't even have to meet this person to get their business. So I highly recommend it. I, I, can, I mean, I stress it, to be honest. I'm very, very big on utilizing whatever resources that you have, especially free resources. And if you guys would like to learn more about how I got my following up to over a thousand real organic followers um within about a month's time um let me know and i could definitely work on that for you guys until next time thanks guys for tuning in